Howdy and welcome to Casa Loud Chats, a podcast dedicated to Nickelodeon's the Casa Grandes and the Loud House universe. And I'm your host, Sunny. And welcome to episode 54 of Casa Loud Chats and happy 4th of July, everybody. As I record this podcast and upload it, it's going to be the 4th of July. So happy 4th of July, everybody. And again, I apologize for the podcast coming out really late. You know, I'm very late to the party talking about certain episodes, but June was a very busy month for me. I had to deal with some real life stuff to take care of. But I'm back for the podcast because I've been waiting so long to talk about these certain episodes I'll be discussing today, especially a very important episode that I'm sure everybody's been anticipating and waiting for me to talk about, which is, of course, Prankiversary. Like, I've been holding off so long to talk about Prankiversary, and as I usually do for those certain episodes featuring my two favorite characters, of course, or my ship, or the, the OT3, of course, I'm saving it to the last minute as we have a whole huge discussion on because there, there's so many things I want to talk about with Prankiversary and there's a lot of things to analyze of course and you know me being the Veronica Kid expert I am I have a lot to say on their relationship and of course the Sidani Kid aspect of it so yeah we're going to talk about that later but of course in June it was the Casa Grande's month they took over June Loud House had no new episodes it was all Casa Grande's which is great so we had a bunch of new episodes for the Casa Grande's that we could discuss here and but we also have a lot of episodes to discuss that got announced from both shows as we are going to be discussing later, because with July, July, we're taking a break from both shows, I believe, mainly because I feel like, you know, okay, the Casa Grandes just had four new episodes, and I believe there's only two more segments left until season two ends, which is crazy to me, because again, like, we know two more new episodes coming out, but they're not coming out this month as we know right now, and of course there is one episode, which is a big episode coming out this month, which is crazy to think about, that there's another big episode, we just had Zoom Emergency not that long ago, but again, it's close to season two ending for Casa Grandes, I feel like it just started, <laughs> like I feel like we just had season two started, now it's gonna be ending pretty soon, because like they stretched out season one, far from last year into like the fall we had like cursed and all those other two episodes that had the air from season one and then they started season two like way right right away without season one uh, ending already but it's crazy that season two is going to be ending pretty soon once we do drop those two episodes in but yes we also need to discuss uh, other episodes coming out from the loud house so let's not uh let, and then we of course we have all those casa grande episodes to get to especially prankiversary as you can tell i'm so excited to talk about prankiversary but without that being said, let's get to some Casa News! Alright, so some big news coming out for this week that, that there are brand new episodes of the Casa Grandes and the Loud House airing this month, which are going to be on July 16th, which is tied into the Nickelodeon Mega Music Fest thing they got going on, which is something new that they've never done before. They're doing a whole like week of, of, of new episodes and new premieres tied into music. So starting on the 16th, then I believe it ends on the 18th, I guess. It's like three days, I guess. So uh, it's very exciting that they're doing this little like uh, set of premiere episodes that have new episodes and new premieres and new segments because they have like the Patrick Starr show and that other new show coming out. I keep middle middle post. I forget what the show is called. <laughs> I apologize, but yeah, they're all related to music. I mean, uh, they kind of did this back in um, 
was it like February where we had that whole bob of Casa Grande episodes, all eight episodes in a week, where they had that one Monday, or I think it was Memorial Day, right? Where they had uh, that uh, Loud House Makeup Musical countdown, and they also tied it into the, the meal ticket episode because it had you quad in it. So we are getting uh, two, well, actually, no, three new episodes, one episode for the Casa Grandes and two episodes from the Loud House. So I want to discuss the Loud House first, because, again, they're airing first before the Casa Grandes. And what's funny about this is this is something new that I don't think both shows have ever done before that's not related to the main character, is that one of the characters is getting two back-to-back episodes, well, I mean... Casa Grande's kind of already does that with Carl, but, like, not together. There's two episodes tied together that are dedicated to Luna. We're getting two back-to-back episodes that are paired together in a segment both dedicated to Luna. I mean, if you're a Luna Loud fan, congratulations! You're getting back-to-back Luna in the same time. Like, I mean, again, like, you would get, like, up to maybe two back-to-back Rodian episodes or two back-to-back Lincoln episodes because they're the main characters. But this is dedicated to, a, to well, I guess, what do you call Luna? Like, what do you call the sisters? Are sisters, like, main characters or secondary main characters, I guess? I mean, they're still main characters, but, like, Lincoln's the main protagonist. So, like, it's dedicated to the secondary main characters of the show, which is Luna. Which, again, if you're a Luna Loud fan, I'm saying this to, like, Omid and some others. Like, congratulations, you deserve it. Like, I feel like there should have been another sister who kind of deserves this more. But with Luna, you know, because they, they need to do some episodes related to music to tie this whole music fest thing they're doing for Nickelodeon. So, I understand why it had to be Luna. Um, so, let's talk about the first episode, which is Dad Reputation. Luna worries that her Luna worries about her reputation if her friends see her playing in her dad's new band. Ah, uh, so yeah, the typical uh, storyline of you know feeling embarrassed if your friends see you hanging out with your parents. Very relatable. <laughs> I agree. Very relatable. Um, yeah, I mean, so this will be a, a good one. Like, we've seen a bunch of clips from this episode specifically, and also the other one, too, that we'll be talking about later, where Luna is playing in, uh, in Lynn Sr.'s band, which seems to be Lynn Sr., um, his friend, who I keep forgetting his name, <laughs> um, one of Clyde's dads. And Rusty's dad, for some reason, it's a weird combination of people in this band. And Luna is playing along with them. It seems like where they're playing is actually the Family Fun Fest from Season 1. So that'll be pretty interesting that they're bringing that back. But yeah, I think it'll be a nice episode just to see Luna and Lynn Sr. bonding. Because we've had a couple of episodes where Lynn Sr. bonds with his kids. Like the Luann one, the one with Lincoln, the one with Lola... Uh, and so on and so forth. So it'll be nice to see Lindsay here and Luna get along and maybe Luna learns that she shouldn't be embarrassed to play with her dad. Even though it's like back in season one, she was like played along with her family. So I don't see why she feels embarrassed to play with her dad, even though she was perfectly fine with playing in a family band with all of them together in season one. So I don't know why now. I guess maybe her friends are a little more judgmental than like everybody else, I guess. So I don't know. But it's a very relatable uh, plot for for sitcom and very relatable. So I understand why they have to do this one. But I think it'll be just fun because, again, it's a Luna episode. The next one is, again, a Luna episode, which is... um. In the mick of time, after embellishing her friendship with Mick Swagger, Luna must try to convince the star to perform her high school dance. So talking about season one, yeah, like there was that episode of House Music where she got to meet Mick Swagger, and now she's going to start 
hanging out with him and becoming friends with him. That's pretty cool. And so she's going to convince him to play at her high school dance, which again, we've seen clips of in the mega music uh, promos, which I'll link in the description. We've seen some with Luna and uh, Mick Swagger singing together on stage and Luna's wearing like the Mick Swagger uh, hair, the wig. So that's pretty cool. And also, it's a high school dance. And, and with a high school dance, I wonder if the reason why uh, Luna is convincing Mick Swagger to play at her high school dance is because she wants to go to the dance with Sam so maybe to like impress Sam at the dance she actually invites Mick Swagger since they both love Mick Swagger and they both love rock music like I was I'd be I was surprised that like Luna wouldn't try to play at the high school dance with her band but invites Mick Swagger to do it I guess again because maybe if she is inviting Sam to the dance so it would be pretty cool like, yeah, we'll probably see her group of friends like Sam and the others in Dad Reputation, but we also will see them probably at the high school dance. So maybe, like, Sam and Luna get the dance together during the dance, and that'll be really cute, because, like, oh, I invited Sam, I invited my girlfriend to the dance, and we're going to have fun together. That's going to be really adorable if that actually happens. But, again, we've always seen little clips here and there of these episodes, because... Nickelodeon is advertising this as a big mega music premiere week, so there's only tiny clips from each segment of each show. So we always see a few of the same clips or a little bit of new clips from each episode that's premiering from each show. So with the Loud, Loud House, for example, we always see a few stuff with Luna. So once it gets to the 16th, which will be in a, a few weeks, we'll probably see more about this episode. We'll see the title card and we'll see more promos and more sneak peeks from these two episodes and see what else those episodes could give to us but again I'm very excited for the Luna fans you know I love Luna and hopefully like you know with two episodes dedicated to her it'll make me appreciate her more because I like the episode band together but I feel like I always think of it as like a season four episode a season five episode because I always seem to forget it actually exists in season five so it's nice to see that Luna's getting two episodes back-to-back -back dedicated to her I guess because they know she's one of the most popular sisters and it gets to tie into the mega music thing they're doing with the Nick with Nick and they want to do this so I think it's a perfect fit so again th that those two episodes are the ones that start first on the 16th so those will air at 8 o'clock and at 8 30 we're getting from the Casagrandes another special we just had Submergency not long ago. So they're like yep another special here you go woohoo <laughs> yeah like wow I I'm surprised. Season 2 had three specials. That's crazy to me. Like, again, with Season 1, we only had the two specials. We had Operation Dad and Curse. That was it. And so now we have Casa Christmas, uh, Zubergency, and this one, Operation Popstar. Like, wow, three specials in a row. Imagine if they actually do have a special for the last episode of season two. I mean, I pro it probably won't happen, but they should. They, I feel like again, this will be just like it'll feel like another season finale to the show. Because to me, Curse is the season finale of season one. Like I don't, I don't count like Dial M for Mustard and the Bobby Cat episodes as true finale episodes. They shouldn't be. Curse should be the official season one finale of Casa Grande's. But yeah, another special like. We just had one, and it's like, oh, okay, here we go, another special, that's crazy, like, it feels like, like, in, in the context of episode orders, it feels like Zoomergency was, like, further away, but because we just had it, it feels like we just had it not too long ago, so it's like, another special? Well, we, we, we will, we will take it. <laughs> Alright, so... Operation Popstar. Rodian and Sid try to get Yuquan's autograph, and Carlota helps Alyssa... 
Eliza? Alyssa? Is that what her name is? Alyssa? Yeah, Alyssa prepare for the Great Lake City Music Festival. Now, I'm very interested in this Great Lake City Music Festival. That's pretty interesting. Like, again, like we've seen, like, in the episode we'll talk about, uh, uh, do the fruit shake. We see Carl play at the little street fair. So now they're doing, like, a whole festival dedicated to music. And I'm sure Carl will be doing his little DJ Carl stuff, of course. But, yeah, so this is kind of focused on Carlota. And Alyssa is back from, uh, from VIP. Uh, Ali Brooke, who plays Alyssa in the show. That's pretty cool. They finally brought her back into the show. And of course, we'll probably get another banger song from uh, Ali Brooke. So that's pretty cool. And, I, and I, I agree that, like, Carlota is definitely the person that deserves a whole special. But it's not her special. It's not dedicated to her. When we first heard about it, that's the only thing we knew about was that it's going to be Carlota helping Alyssa. And it's like, great, a, a whole whole episode dedicated to Carlota? Yes, she's the one character in the Casa Grandes that absolutely deserves her whole special that just said from the, the emergency, even though it's the emergency is great. But then they have the Shuhina Sidani subplot. And I'm like, really? Did we really need that? I, I don't think so, you know? But the thing is, like, we just had an episode dedicated to them going to see Yuquan in concert. Literally not long ago, we had meal ticket where they were in, where they were seeing him in concert, and they actually got to. I guess they got. I guess they kind of got to meet him. So I would say that we just had that. So why do we have to have another thing dedicated to Yuquan and Roddy and Sadati like simps? <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. That's the wrong wordy but like actually like fangirls but like it's like you could have just had to be Carlota like focusing on the stuff with her and Alyssa like VIP you don't need to shoehorn in a little Sadani subplot but it's like yes I know Sadani's super popular we love them together so why not shoehorn them in trying to you know do wacky shenanigans to try to get Yuquan's autograph and then be little fangirls it's cute and adorable I know like I still like I have a true prediction for this episode and I know what's going to happen the way they're gonna tie in both plots is that at the end of the episode once Carlota helps Alyssa and like Roddy and Sid like somehow figure out how to get Yuquan's autograph and meet that meet him they actually both go on stage and it's like oh hello Yuquan hello Alyssa we're both supposed to do that duet aren't we yeah and that's how you tie the whole uh two plots together is that Alyssa and Yuquan have a duet together and then like Roddy and Sid and Carlota are just like big fan girls in the in the audience and like screaming little hearts out so like you know I like the thing is like I'm okay with Roddy and Sid both being fans of Yuquan but because like you know they've established something for Roddy and I guess is also interested in Yuquan in like a romantic way sort of like Sid not, maybe not as much as Sid with her obsession with Yuquan and being in love with him but like they made jokes about Roddy and having the diary thing again like her making sparkly eyes at Yuquan, but it's like they're kids, I get it, they both have celebrity crushes on him, but I feel like if they're just, they really should just keep the whole, like, one of them having a crush on Yuquan just be Sid's thing, because that's her thing, versus Roddy Ann's, because I don't really think it fits her, but, you know, they just, they need to put Roddy in as the main character somehow, like, get, like, I mean, again, like, it's emergency. Roddy had always shows up for four scenes, and she hasn't even contributed that much to Sid's first Focus episode, so I don't get why they need to shoehorn in a Sidani subplot, but, you know, it's fine. I, I feel like it's not gonna, like, take up the entire special. They just, they, they just need to stretch it out somehow, and I think it'll be a good special, you know, because, again, like, they'll have lots of music, and 
they really haven't shown much from the special in terms of the clips from the Mega Music Countdown. Because, like, they've shown, like, some scenes with the Casa Grandes, like, holding up instruments. So I feel like um, uh, some parts of this episode will have the Casa Grandes performing on stage somehow. And, like, there's one scene where, Car- where Carl and, and Sergio are, like, dancing together and they're playing music. And then Sid is holding up, like, a, a stereo or something. So, like, again, we haven't really seen much from this special, so we don't really know a lot about it. So hopefully during the next coming weeks when this uh, episode comes out, we'll finally see more stuff from this episode. And we can figure out what the heck is going on this episode. Because, like, we've seen nothing from it. And it didn't kind of disappoint me a little bit that again it was they were going to shoehorn a Sinati subplot when Carlota absolutely deserves a full you know special dedicated to her and Alyssa but again you know they're tying this into the mega music thing and they wanted to dedicate to music and I kind of wish they could have just you know <laughs> I hate to say this like as much as I've dunked on Carl during these past couple of, of, of podcasts because of how many episodes he's had, i rather they would have just had a subplot with Carl with the music stuff than Roddy and Sid trying to be fangirls getting Yuquan's autograph. Because, like, wacky shenanigans, you know, they tried to sneak into his uh, dressing room or, you know, they dress up as, like, an adult trying to get his autograph or just be fangirls. It's, like, wacky shenanigans, you know. I mean, like, with Carl, maybe it'll be, like, wacky shenanigans, but, you know, I guess because we just had to do the fruit shake, which I think they should have just saved for the mega music thing or just saved for this episode in general. Because yeah, it's about music, so you would think Carl would have a bigger role in this episode being DJ Carl than Roddy and Sid trying to get Yuquan's autograph. But, you know, I, I don't want to complain because I want people to say, oh, you dislike Sidani. No, I don't dislike the Sidani. I just think this kind of reminds me of... um. The episode from season two of Loud House, the one with the, the twins, when they're uh, in, like, the Girl Scouts or something, or the, whatever it was called. It was, like, uh, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's, like, the one where they're, like, Girl Scouts. And then they have the little silly Lincoln and Clyde subplot that just doesn't make any sense. And we all hated it. Like, that's what it reminds me of. But I don't want to compare that now until we actually see the full episode. I know Casagrandes will do a good job with this. Tied in both plots and be like, oh, they're connected somehow because again like maybe Alyssa and Yuquan have like a duet they do together at the end or something and that's how you tie everything together but yeah like after I heard that I was like a little disappointed but at the same time I'm actually pretty excited for it once we see more for this episode it might really just uh, make me even more hyped or give me a better a general idea of how I'll go about this episode. But again, I'm just more excited the fact that we're, we're getting another Casa Grande special after we just had one with Sid, but now it's like, okay, Carlota and Sidani. That's cool. You know, I'm, I'm pretty interested in that. So we'll see what happens with this episode. I'm sure it'll be a really good special. So those are, those are all the episodes that are coming out uh, for this month. Because again, we don't know any other episodes that are airing this month. I don't know if they're going to be airing any other, any other episodes this month besides those three. I think it will just be those for the mega music thing because, like, it's during, like, the middle of July. And if they want to, like, squeeze in, like, a, a last-minute episode for the Casa Grande, because, again, like, there's only two more segments left until season two ends, so they should probably do that. But at the same time, like, maybe they'll save it till, like, August or something. But, again, I feel like with Loud House, they're saving episodes till August to hype up the Loud House movie. So, you know, it's nice to take a little break from the shows anyway. Because, again, with May, they had both shows that Drew was all dedicated to the Casa Grande. So, I think... You know, for now, we can just take a nice little break. I mean, maybe they'll save those two last segments for, like, 
September or something. That way they stretch out season two and then they could finally move into season three. That's what I'm thinking. Because, you know, I feel like season three is going to air the same exact time as season two and season one aired, which was October. So maybe, like, again, like, Cursed and the last two uh, episodes of season one, they'll just stretch it out and save it to, like, September. That way it's like, oh, here are the last two episodes of season two and then we can just, like, jump right into season three. But we'll see what happens. Uh, but talking about that, we actually do know what those, what the what one of the last last two segments of season two are the episodes because <clears throat> they were tied in with the thing the thing is they did a weird thing with the scheduling because do the fruit shake and maybe sitter are not tied together officially they are not tied together as in t the, the segments they're tied together with other segments and we found out what those segments are so do the fruit shake is tied together with Throwing Pains, and Maybe Sitter is tied in with Lala Land, which we know about what Lala Land is, but we have no description for Throwing Pains. We have no idea what this episode is about, other than what the credits told us about it. So we have no description for Throwing Pains. We haven't found out what the heck that episode is about yet in terms of the description, but we know, like, what it is in general. Just from the credits of both episodes, they gave us the credits of, of both episodes, so now we have a general idea what the episodes are about. But we don't know when they're coming out. They're not coming out this week for sure, and they're not coming out in July. As of right now, we don't know. So, uh, it's gonna be a while until we see those episodes. So, let's talk about the first one, which is Lalo Land. The Casagrandes prepare Lalo for his big audition to be, with, to be Phoebe Powers' new canine sidekick. Finally! A Lalo episode! It took you till season two to finally do a Lalo episode. You did like two or three Sergio episodes. You waited till season two to do a Lalo episode. Like, come on, Casagrandes. <laughs> really? You waited till season two, but now we finally got it. Thank goodness. Like, this season's all about those first. Sid first episode, Kalita's first episode, Lalo first episode. Finally, you did it. Finally, yes. Like, Miguel said on his AMA that there was going to be a Lala episode coming out this summer, and then we finally found out there was a Lala episode coming up pretty soon. So, we finally have it, and I'm very happy that Lalo is finally getting the justice he deserves, because I love Lalo, and I hate that Sergio gets all the episodes just because he can talk and Lalo gets nothing. So, it's pretty cool that for the first Lalo episode... It's not like a like a Wild Pets episode where it's going to be a silent like cartoon or whatever. They're actually going to do a plot around it, which is Lalo's going to be auditioned to be Phoebe Powers' new canine sidekick, which is cool. They've been bringing back Phoebe Powers a couple of times in season two, which is great from season one. Because like in uh, Battle of the Grandpas, uh, Grandpa Danny actually mentions uh, he, that he's worked with Phoebe Powers. That's pretty cool to bring her back sometimes. This actually kind of reminds me of... Um, Oh my gosh, what the, this is a really weird example, but it actually reminds me of the 101 Dalmatians sequel, 102 Dalmatians, uh, Patches London Adventure, or even Bolt. Like, those those uh, uh, those uh, ones where it's like the, the dog is like a TV star, and this is what it reminds me, it mostly reminds me of that, that, that sequel episode, that, that sequel movie, 102 Dalmatians, where that one dog is like a TV star and he's like an action hero and stuff. So seeing that the, the Castagrandes are going to help Lalo become uh, Phoebe Powers' new sidekick is pretty cool. Like, that's a very interesting idea and I like how unique it is. We actually did see the, um, the credits for this episode because it is tied together with uh, Maybe Sitter. And, um, apparently the only Castagrandes that are showing up in this episode are Roddy and Carl and CJ. 
that's it. And there's going to be, like, Vito and Phoebe Powers and some others. And, of course, Lalo. And then they also said there's going to be baby Lalo. So we're going to see puppy Lalo. That's so cute. Like, I, I, I hope this means we'll actually get a backstory on how Lalo got adopted. Because we don't really know who Lalo belongs to in terms of being their dog. Like, obviously, they belong to the Casagrandes, but who exactly adopted Lalo? Because, like, again, like, uh, Sergio, for example. Sergio's been around since Hector was a kid, as established in, um, senior class. When, like, they show the flashback to Hector in the Mercado, we see Sergio was there. So Sergio was, like, his pet bird. Whereas Lalo, we have no idea who he belongs to. And if, 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 if someone knows who Lalo belongs to in terms of like who adopted Lalo or who exactly he's who 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 which which family like Rosa and Hector or Carlos and Frida adopted Lalo please tell me because I really have no idea who he actually belongs to or who kept him like one of my friends was telling me what if Rosa actually adopted uh adopted Lalo and that's how they were brought well how Rose and Hector were brought together that'd be really cute though I like that idea but I'm feeling like that he belongs to Frida and Carlos mostly but it seems like he's just around the house he doesn't really belong to any of the Casagrandes he's just kind of there but like but like it I want to know so it'd be really cool to see like we have to get a flashback to when Lalo was adopted and we find out who exactly adopted him and maybe we'll see the Casagrandes like Carlo and CJ as little kids first getting uh Lalo as their pet like that'd be really adorable if we actually get that I don't know if we'll see little Ronnie in too like when we when she first saw like <clears throat> when she first saw Lalo because again like we know that you know we know that the um we know that the Santiago's lived in Royal Woods for about a couple of years. Not like not exactly. Like, we don't know how long. Like in last Thanksgiving, Bobby said they had to spend Thanksgiving with the Casagrandes in five years. So I always assumed that they lived in Royal Woods for about five years. But maybe we might see little Roddy in when she was a baby and them getting a Lalo or something. I don't know. But I really, I really hope we get a little flashback to that. But that, that seems pretty interesting. But I'm very excited that they're f finally focusing on Lalo and getting, giving him the justice he deserves. Because again, Lalo's an adorable little uh, dog. Uh, not a little dog, but like, he's an adorable dog and I wanted him to get an episode kind of like the Lalo Pet episodes. Or even like a Sergio and Lalo episode together. Since Sergio's got like a bunch of episodes, how come Lalo didn't get any? So now he's finally getting his episode, which I'm really excited about so I can't wait to see what they do with the first Lala episode in the Casa Grandes. And then the next episode which was tied into um which was tied to do the fruit shake is Throwing Pains which we've known about for a very long time but still have no idea what the heck the episode is about until with um yeah with do the fruit shake they actually have the credits for the episode. Now reading off the credits <laughs> The characters that are going to be in this episode are uh, are Sergio, Rodian, Carl, Sid, Carlota, uh, Dodge, or Dodgeball Player. This is a character named Dodge. Um, I guess it's a girl. Yeah, Kimberly Brooks is Dodge. Or it could be a boy, I don't know. Um, Nikki, Casey, Samir, uh, Parr, and Laird. So the group, so Rodian and her group of friends are going to be in this episode. And it looks like Casey and Samir got recast. That's pretty interesting so they both they both have new voice actors that's pretty interesting so yes uh looks like it's going to be a Ronnie and friends episode at school related to dodgeball that's literally all we know and it's very interesting because like again carl and carlota are both in this episode i don't know how they contribute to dodgeball i mean i guess maybe Ronnie and goes to vent to them about it or something and then par i don't know what how par could be this episode you know what's weird though 
why is that the coach of this episode? You know, the coach from uh, the the uh, team effort episode. Wasn't he the coach of the gym? So why wouldn't he be in this episode? That's weird. Because <laughs> it looks like it's going to be at school. At dodgeball. So why wouldn't the coach be in this episode? I guess maybe Parr is going to be their dodgeball coach like why are they playing dodgeball what what does what is the purpose of this <laughs> like other than it's like i assume it's gonna be at school but it's like maybe par steps in because the coaches not want to uh take care of dodgeball it looks like there's gonna be dodgeball player one three four two and five an announcer so it has to be at school somehow it's gonna be a, do a dodgeball competition and it, i guess this character named dodge is their rival or something. So we have no idea what this episode is about. Other than it's dodgeball. Like. Like the only thing that we've known about. With dodgeball and the Loud House. And Casa Grandes. Is the Loud House with Lincoln and his friends. They've done dodgeball before. Like in Be Selling My Heart. They're, or like in Back Out there. They're doing like their stake formation thingy. Or like their triangle thing. Or whatever Stella was teaching at the end of her episode. And they've mostly been like together doing dodgeball stuff so i was thinking about it like again this would never happen but i will i will i will say for myself like i imagine them playing dodgeball and maybe like again like in the episode like they're trying to figure out how to like dodge dodges dodgeball <laughs> like that's gonna be hard to like to say in a sentence like dodging dodgers dodgeballs that's so funny i'm like the dodging the dodgeball oh my god i'm saying i'm still saying it but anyway like avoiding the dodgeballs and like rodian is like wait guys i have an idea i learned this from from my friend lincoln this is how he does it and then like they she teaches him like the snake formation that his friends have done before what she learned from him i know what never happened but let me dream, okay? If I say it, it could happen, alright? I've, I've the learned from this podcast, if I open my mouth and say something won't happen, it does, okay? So I'm saying that in, in this in this podcast. I want Rodian to, like, say, I've learned some techniques about dodgeball from my friend Lincoln based on what his friends do in middle school. So, like, yeah, see? See, I, I, I do, I, I make it work. <laughs> but that probably would never happen. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's just another Rodian and group of friends episode in school where they're going to be playing dodgeball. And, and, again, we have no idea what the episode's even about. Like, no description for it yet. We'll probably find out in the next couple of weeks what the heck Throwing Pains is about. Because why are they playing dodgeball? Why are they doing this? I don't know. Why are they against this rival named Dodge <laughs> like it's just I don't know I have no idea what this episode's about like I have no idea but it, it seems pretty interesting but again we have no idea what it's about until we actually find out what the description is about or what the episode is about really <laughs> like I feel I'm feeling like the I'm feeling the the I don't know the the the, the, the feeling of a link in a friends episode with dodgeball just with Ronnie Ed's friends so I don't know but we'll find out once we do see what this episode is actually about then we had two Loud House episodes that were announced that both have descriptions and titles for the episodes. And I'm in the future right now, so I can say this. Both of these episodes got linked in Italy, and I've seen them both already. I'm not going to say anything about them until they actually come out in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, so I think a majority of people... Well, it seems like a majority of people actually haven't seen these episodes. That's why I won't say anything until they actually come out. But yes, they did get linked in Italy, and you can watch them, but I'm not going to say anything about them until we get to see them in the U.S. that I can talk about them. But what I'm going to talk about, I'm going to pretend like I haven't seen them. That way I can say that these and say like, oh yeah, no, I haven't seen them, but I have seen them, but I'm pretending I haven't. <laughs> um, 
The first one is Much Ado About Noshing, which when I first saw this reminded me of Much Ado About Nothing from The Simpsons. I know it's a Shakespeare thing, but the first thing my first thought was Simpsons reference. <laughs> I'm one of those people now, okay? All right. The kids help dad track down the mysterious person who left Lynn's table a bad review. This is basically their version of the Frida episode from season two of Casa Grande's, the one where, where Frida got a bad, uh, like a bad review on her art from a bad critic. This is basically their version of this one. And again, I, it seems like Lynn Cedar gets a lot of episodes. Rita's only got like maybe one or two this season, I forget. But uh, she had that one with the girls, but I think that was it. It seems like Lynn Cedar's like, yeah, getting that episode with, with Luna. So they, they like to do a lot. Of, and again, we just had camped that was dedicated to Lynn Cedar's camp clothing. So they really like Lynn Cedar. I, I get it, though. It, it, it's Brian Stepanski. He's great as Lynn Cedar, so I get it. But yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say on this one. Again, this reminds me of the Frida a critic episode from season two. It's a very relatable thing with us, uh, with people like, you know, it's very relatable to see like a, a bad review on something that you created and you want to find out why this person didn't like a thing you liked. So uh, yeah, I, I don't, again, I don't, have, I don't have how much to say about it. It just seems like a very, you know, simple loud house episode what I expect from the show when, when they have the whole family involved in the plot. But the next episode. <sighs> What do I have to say about the next episode? I can't, I can't say anything because I've seen it. And I can't, I have to pretend I haven't seen it. But everybody knows it. Everybody's dreading it. I know. I know. <laughs> Broadcast Blues. The Action News team has to cater to Chandler's demands after he buys the club new equipment. So, they did it. They finally did a Chandler episode. Are we all happy about it? No. <laughs> Did we want this? No. It's like the flip episode. Do we want this? No, but I guess, I guess so. You know, I, I I feel like that meme where it's like, I guess so shrugs, you know? Like, majority of us are not happy about Chandler episode, nor are we excited about the fact that he's trying to mess with the news crew, which again, I really like that they keep bringing back the action news team. It's continuity from the main show that Link and his friends still, you know, are doing the, the news show. I think that's great. But getting Chandler involved, like, come on. Like, ugh. Like, if you're, if you're setting up for a Chandler redemption arc, don't do it, Loud House, I swear. You tried it the last time in season three, you didn't stick with it, so don't, don't even try to redeem Chandler. Just don't. I know you're going to try to do it and it won't work. Don't make us sympathize with Chandler, okay? Like, I, I don't want to say that, but like, again, like, I championed a Chandler redemption arc in season three after that Jews for Fears, but then season five, it just went back to making him, you know, an a-hole again, so I'm not championing a Chandler redemption arc ever again. But if they're going to attempt to do it, I don't know. I, I'd rather we just not do that and I guess he remains a jerk. I guess that would be the best answer. I guess that way we find a punchy bag for the fandom, but I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, I was not looking forward to this episode. Again, I won't say anything about the episode, nor my opinion on it, until we actually get the episode in the U.S. But if you have seen it, you know, you can, um, you can write your own opinion about the episode. But for me, I, I, I can't say anything until I actually you know, it actually premieres here, and then everybody can be like, oh, Chandler episode, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, just another, like, episode we're all dreading, and this, we're not looking forward to it, and we didn't want it, but okay, you know, <laughs> just 
fine, I guess. All right. <laughs> so yeah, that's all the episode news that came out for the Loud House of the Casa Grandes. So again, there's not a lot of news this week as, as both shows are on hiatus until the 16th. And again, a lot of news isn't really jumping out because again, they're probably saving a ton of stuff to promote, promote the Loud House movie and some other things. So we don't have a lot of news to discuss in terms of both shows. But the last news item for this week is that uh, this got posted, I think, yesterday or two days ago, I don't remember, is that we are getting a new Casa Casa Grande uh, chapter book. The first new chapter, the first chapter book for the Casa Grandes. We've had three Loud House chapter books, and now we're getting the first Casa Grande chapter book. I'm very happy about this. I'm so happy the Casa Grandes are getting some merch that isn't just the graphic novels. Can you, can you finally make my writing in plush, please? <laughs> but anyway, but yes, this is going to be called The Case of the Mi the Case of the Missing Cake. It is a Sidani graphic novel, I assume. Uh, I want to read the description. Uh, is there a description on this website that I'm looking up right now? Uh, the one that Candy Ready 7D posted, it looks like. I don't know if the website's working. Um, let me just check. Casa Grande's... The case of the missing cake. Ah, here it is. Okay, there's a description for this. I don't know if I, I don't know if I actually talked about this on the show. Did I, or maybe I did? I don't remember. But I'm gonna do it again. All right. So, uh, the description for this on Amazon that doesn't have the picture yet because <laughs> the picture that candy randy 70 posted on twitter is actually a work in progress front cover for it so it's not actually officially done but it looks pretty cool um so the description for it reads meet the casa grandes this funny original chapter book is based on the hit nick show join ronnie and santiago as she makes new friends gets to know her extended family and experiences life in the big city there's Trey's leads trouble in his all-new adventure. The annual neighborhood rooftop party is tomorrow, and Rodney and can't wait to bring the Trey's leeches cake that helps that helped her abuela, that she helped her abuela make. But while she's supposed to be guarding the cake against hungry family members, it goes missing. Oh well, you you dug goof, Rodney. <laughs> What'd you do? Get distracted? Oh, yeah, of course she did. <laughs> Roddy and her best friend Sid are on the case. But then the trail runs cold and nothing goes as expected. Can Roddy and save the cake and save the face in time for the party? Oh, so this is basically their version of a Click of a Cloud episode. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. It's, it's basically their version of a Click of a Cloud chapter book, like the ones they did with Clayton. Now, I'm pretty excited for this, because again... This is the first chapter book, and it's from the Casa Grandes. And again, my girl is getting more merch for her show. So, yes, I'm pretty excited about it. You know, again, but it, it, it definitely is just like a Click of a Cloud episode or a Click of a Cloud story. It just with Sadani, yes, they usually do. But no, it, it seems pretty interesting. And again, the cover looks really nice. But it's like, Rodian! You were you had one job. <laughs> you were supposed to you were supposed to cart the cake. You had one job, sweetie, one job. <laughs> but yeah, no, that that seems pretty interesting. Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited for that. But it's not coming out till January first of 2022. So we 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 won't we won't see any updates from that book until January fourth. I mean that is pretty exciting. It's coming out during like the beginning of the month. That way I could order it and like read it. I know uh, Nat was telling me this, but I wonder like the Loud House chapter books because the Loud House chapter books are in first person, as Lincoln says like about like he says I and uh, me and so on and so forth. So maybe this will be will will be in the first person with Roddy and saying I me etc. Like I'm thinking about. <laughs> 
like the chapter books are made for little kids i get it but like my favorite thing is from one of the first chapter books of the loud house when lincoln and clyde are having a conversation or something and lincoln's like saying i did this thing and clyde's like you did i did you did yeah what happened i don't know what do you mean you don't know i don't know you do you know i don't know it's like they're going back and forth and saying the same thing over and over again <laughs> and it's a little annoying but again these books are made for for younger kids so i get it so that's why the dialogue can be a little um a little simple like that so kids can understand it but i'm very excited the casa grandes are getting their first chapter book like i i'm kind of a fan of chapter books like they're not my favorite things ever they've had some interesting stuff in it like the 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 uh the loud house campaign chaos one had some stuff with like the friends in school and stuff or the arcane and bus one dedicated to like lincoln and the sisters and stuff but you know, they're not, like, my favorite things ever, but it's nice to see that they're, that they're at least still doing them and, and uh, extending it to the Casa Grandes. Because, again, the Casa Grandes, they've had the chapter books, so it's nice to see they're actually letting them do the chapter books. They've had the graphic novels, so it's nice to see they're actually doing the chapter books, which we are getting a second Casa Grande graphic novel next year, too. So I'm so happy my Casa Gs are actually getting the attention they deserve. <laughs> So yeah, that's all the news from the Loud House of the Casa Grandes recently. I won't go into the YouTube news because I don't remember the last time I, I was keeping track of that. Like, they're still posting little stuff here and there. But there is one thing I do want to talk about in terms of the YouTube stuff. They brought back the vlogs, but it's not the Ronica vlog. <laughs> yeah, so that was interesting because the last vlog they uploaded was the Lincoln, Rodian, and Clyde one like back in February with all three of them and that was very unique and so they finally updated the vlogs and were like yes the Rodian vlog wait huh what is this Clinkin McCloud that's not what we're expecting from the vlogs <laughs> like I feel like that moment of like when I was talking about what Sinani now like what Clinkin yeah that that came out of nowhere like so the thing is, like, I want to say this real quick. The vlogs have been very consistent because they're Roddy Kid vlogs. And also, the vlog started as Roddy Ed's idea. She wanted to do a vlog and then Lincoln became her co-host. And so they started doing it together. They do little simple games and questions and fun stuff and conversation. We love it because Roddy Kid validation, yay. You know, and then they, like, started expanding it with the sisters coming on. Sid would sometimes come on. And then they finally had the three-way one with Clyde where they finally have, like, made, like, a click, like, like, a, like a Clyde puppet, which they, they can use for promotional stuff, which is cool. And then so the vlog comes back. We're all like, yes, the vlog, Roddy Kid validation. Oh, what is this? It's like, uh, Roddy Ann, Roddy Ann, I'm like scrolling through, like, where's, where's Roddy Ann? Where is she? Where is she during this whole thing? She's not in this at all. It's not even tied together to all the vlogs. It's just a Clink and McCloud vlog they listed as number 17, even though it's not. And it's weird because, like, because, like, they start out this, like, saying, like, we could, like, messed up. And he erased all of the sisters, like, DVR'd shows. So Clyde says, let's bake them all cupcakes to apologize to them. And not a single mention of Roddy at all in this. Like, they don't even tie it together with all the vlogs being consistent with the fact that Roddy and Lincoln shared this vlog together on their channel. Like, they should have said something at least where it's like, oh, Roddy Ann is too busy to do the vlog, so I'm taking over. Maybe, like, Roddy Ann was sick for the day, so Clyde will help me out or whatever. No, it's just, like, a normal conversation they have between each other as if this has been a real occurring thing, which it hasn't. Like, I, I, okay, so I'm happy the vlogs came back, though. Like, I'm happy that they didn't, like, abandon them after a while. 
But if they're just going to, like, change up the format to where it's not just Roddy Kid all the time, you gotta at least tell us, you know? You can't just sell it as Vlog number 17 and be like, Oh, Clyde, I messed up! Um, aren't you supposed to be sharing this with Roddy Ann, who is also your co-host, and that you're tied together with the Vlogs being both of you? So why are you just jumping into this expecting us to believe that this has been a thing that's happened before? Like, I don't know. Like, to me, it, it feels like, well, if they're going to do this new format <clears throat> where it's not just going to be Roddy Kid vlogs, it could also be, like, Lincoln talking to Clyde sometimes, then they gotta do a Sidani one and, and create a Sid puppet, right? They, they gotta do that now they're, if they're going to do this. And they're not just gonna have Roddy Kid vlogs, you know? But that's been the only one that's come out recently. They haven't had a new one since. Maybe they might have a new one coming out in a couple weeks or something. But, I mean, it was, again, it was cool to get the vlogs again, but I wish they could have had a better way to tie it in than just like, oh, Lincoln and Clyde have a normal conversation. This has been a thing that they've had for a while, which is not because the vlogs are are Roddy and Lincoln's thing. It's been their thing, and Roddy and started it, and Lincoln shares it with her, and sometimes hosts. So, I just wish they could have tied it to get together better than what they did, but, you know, it's Click McCloud, so I won't, I won't say no to that. If, if we were just all like, uh, why is there no Roddy in in the vlogs? Why is this a Click McCloud thing? I don't know, but, you know, they're still gonna try to do promotional stuff with the vlogs and change up the format and stuff. That, that's pretty cool. So I'm very excited to see if they actually do try to do more stuff with that, with the promotional stuff. And so, again, that is all the recent news from the Loud House and the Casa Grandes that came out. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about all the new Casa Grande episodes that came out during June, which are Do the Fruit Shake, Maybe Sitter, Battle of the Grandpas, and the big finale, Prankiversity. I know that's out of order. I don't care. I've said Prankiversity for the last for the last time because, again, it is a big episode I want to talk about with so much stuff I want to discuss. So I'm saving Prankiversity for the last thing. So yes, we're going to talk about all those episodes, but we come back. I'm over such a silly fight. I know. I wish we could go back to those days. Maybe you can. <laughs> this is DJ Carl with the Fruit Shake Remix. Featuring the Tropical Fruit. To the Fruit Shake. And we are back to talk about all the new Costa Grande episodes that aired in June, which are Do the Fruit Shake, Maybe Sitter, Battle of the Grandpas, and of course the big finale, Prankiversary. I, man, I, I should have just had Prankiversary first, but you know, I have to say the big finale for last. So let's talk about the first episode, which is Do the Fruit Shake. Carl's new song samples a singing group, but he needs their okay before it can play on the radio. So yes, another Carl episode. Back to back Carl episodes. We know Casa Grandes, you love Carl. We get it. It's the Carl Grande show now. We get it. <laughs> I like that point to me. All right, I get it. <laughs> but uh, yes, this episode, and I want to give a shout out to my friend Saran, because of course he loves Carl and DJ Carl, because this is actually a whole episode dedicated to the DJ Carl uh, side stuff they've done before, like the little jokes they've done with Carl being a DJ. This is a whole episode dedicated to it. And, I, you know, I have to say, I actually really like this episode, despite, again, like, being anti-Carl on the show. Not anti-Carl as a character, anti-episodes with Carl 
being so many in the show. But, like, I really like this one because it's a fun one, just because, like, I like music, and Carl actually samples, like, a, a one-hit wonder 70s group, which is pretty cool. And it's nice to see they actually, like, the one character that gets a backstory to show is Maybelle of all characters. Like, it was kind of cool to see, like, their, them tie together her, 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 uh, her love of mangoes with the fact that she was, she belonged to a group that was related to fruits, which is pretty cool. Like, I don't know. I, I really think it's a fun episode just because I like, I like episodes with music. Like, it's fun. We're, we're getting Operation Popstar soon, so that's another episode dedicated to music. But, you know, I don't really have a lot to say on this one. I just think it's a really fun episode. You know, I, I again, it's a Carl episode. You expect him to be a good character and have fun stuff to do. And I really like the scenes with Roddy and, like, dancing. Like, she's such a lame dancer. <laughs> like, she's shaking her hips when she's like, Oh my gosh, this song is so cool! Like, whenever Roddy is not, like, a focus in an episode, she's just like, Yeah, I'm going along with this thing, I guess. I, I, even though I'm not the main focus of this episode, I'll, I'll go along with it. <laughs> but I like her just doing a really lame dance move. She's such a lame character. I love her. <laughs> but no, I, I think it's just a fun episode. Not much to say on it. It's just a simple episode. And I really do like, um, again, they gave Mabel this backstory and how her two friends from the, the group were pranking her, which gave me Sidonikin vibes. I'm not going to lie. Like, imagine if that if that's how Prankiversary could have went, where, like, one of them was pranking, like, two of them were pranking the other, maybe that's how the falling out of their friendship happens. And I'm like, this is definitely giving me Sidonikin Kid vibes just, just because, like, oh, you guys pranked me so much. It's like, this is basically, like, their version of Prankiversary. But, you know, like, I, I, I really like this episode. I think it's really fun. That's really all I have to say about it. It's just a fun episode. I don't know, it's just... It's nice. And also just having CJ with Carl in the episode, because again, we don't get a lot of CJ in the show, so seeing that Carl and CJ teamed up for a bit was cool. I don't know, I just think it's, I think it's just a fun episode. There's not really much to say on that. I think it's just pretty fun. The next episode is Babysitter. With the adults out for the night, Bobby and Carlota take turns watching the kids and going to a party. So yes, we have a Carlota and Bobby episode, a pairing that should absolutely have an episode. And it definitely works here. I think this is the best Carlota episode to date. Like, a lot of people do like uh, her episode, uh, Undivided Attention, but I think this is the best Carlota episode to date. Because I feel like Carlota as a character on her own isn't that interesting, but once she's paired with another character, it absolutely works to her advantage. The fact that her and Bobby are kind of like at each other's throats, kind of like have that one shared brain cell vibes, or really mad at each other, and just like going up against each other, one up at each other, and just like, you know, have this kind of rivalry kind of thing going on, like, their interactions are the best part of this episode. Like, when Carlota is paired with somebody, like, it makes her character even better. And I like this approach to Carlota's character than what they do with her when she's just by herself. Like, this is the kind of, like, character growth and character development we need from, from, from Carlota. And, I mean, I hate to say that, that she's better with somebody else, but when they do pair her up with someone else, it makes her a better character. Like, I like her in Prank of, like, not Prank of Mercy. I like her in Pranks for the Memories with Roddy or some others, like when she's with, when, or even her with CJ. 
in uh, shortcuts. Like, again, like, when Carlota's with somebody, it re they really make sure to add something to her character. And I really like how her and Bobby are just, again, kind of like this one shared brain cell type of, of, of interactions with each other. Like, they work off each other really well. And I like, I really like this episode. Like, I know a lot of people are probably saying right now, talk about the Lofi Rodian, talk about the Lofi Rodian, talk about the Lofi Okay, okay, okay. I'll talk about Lofi Rodian, okay? Honestly, the best part of the episode besides the Bobby Carlos stuff. <laughs> like, I can't believe they got away with that reference. Like, when we saw that Nickelodeon post, we all thought it was like an edit or something. But it's real. It's an actual real thing in the episode. They made a joke about it. Like, Roddy and wearing the headphones and actually wearing the scarf and the and the sweater. And she's writing down things. Like, that's how you write Roddy and I of an episode. And I, I love the payoff. I love the payoff where she's like, oh, hey, guys, what's up? Um, a lot happened, sweetie, okay? It, like, oh, like, I just, I was watching it, like, I was watching the episode and watching play by play with my friends as they were, like, reacting to it. And we're all like, Roddy and take the goddammit headphones off <laughs> like it's like the, the one point the boys steal her skateboard it's like right in take off the headphones you don't know what's happening like we're just young right in right in <laughs> it's like take off the headphones like it's it's really funny but like yes best part of the episode besides bobby and carlota is the right in lofi like vibe stuff like i love it it was, like, I was trying to, like, figure out what the heck she was listening to. I think she was listening to rock music instead of, like, K-pop. So maybe that's her, like, go-to comfort music besides K-pop. But, like, we were all, like, wondering, like, what she was doing in there with all the pieces of paper writing down. We're all, like, predicting, oh, she's writing a love, love letter to Lincoln. <laughs> but she, she was probably doing homework. But it's like, oh, maybe she's writing about her secret feelings to Lincoln in her diary. <laughs> I will say that. But, uh, yeah, no, I love that part. But back to the Bobby Carlotta stuff. Like, I do like that Carlotta gets a rival in this episode. That girl, I forget what her name is, at the party. It's pretty cool. They actually, like, gave her her own Carol. But, like, a better Carol. Like, not a better Carol, but I'm saying, like, a Carol who's actually, like, who Lori, like, describes Carol as. Like, she's definitely a, what, uh, like, a season one Carol type. Like, she, she is kind of a, a jerk. But that's, like, that. And, like, yeah, I, I like that. <clears throat> and I also like that they brought back, you know, Bobby's friendship with Parr. Because, again, like, we don't see a lot of Parr and Bobby together as friends like Roddy and Sid. But seeing that they still continue to have Parr and Bobby be friends and, like, how Bobby says that his friendship with Parr is super important to him and that's really great. So I like that. I'm also going to echo a lot of stuff my friend Nino said about this episode. Like, I think it's a really great episode for both Bobby and Carlota, and I'm really happy he got this episode since he likes both of those episodes, he likes both of those characters, especially Bobby, and I think this is one of the best episodes of season two, like, in my opinion, it's really entertaining and fun, like, I just, there's a lot of great stuff in it, uh, and I, I think it's a really fun episode too, like, again, I won't have a lot to say about these episodes until we get the anniversary, but... <clears throat> Overall, I think this is a really entertaining episode because, again, Bobby and Carlota worked together so well, and I'm surprised it took them this long to finally figure out that these two could actually balance off each other. I mean, it's funny, too, because their voice actors are actually married in real life, which is really funny to think about, but, you know, it's really cool, but, like, I think they work off so well together, and I think they should have more episodes together. Like, with a babysitting episode, they really should have Carlota babysit Adelaide because... She mentioned that in Friended, but not once have we seen Carlota babysit Adelaide. So maybe we'll finally get an episode where Adelaide 
or Carlota babysits Adelaide, or Adelaide joins the boys in being babysat or something. I don't know. But I really want to see that happen. But with this episode, I think it's just really great. It has more potential for Bobby and Carlota to have, get more episodes together because they're both the same age and they work off so well together that I think I like this pairing more than Roddy and Carlota, honestly. Because, like, with Roddy and Carlota, Roddy was so desperate for Carlota to like her. And in the end, even though they're kind of like, I guess, cool with each other now, they're not really like the sister types anymore like we barely see Carlota and Roddy and hang out anyway so seeing Bobby and Carlota together and their like interactions work so well to the advantage of their characters it's like yes I want to see more of these two the other episodes like I definitely do want to see more of them either babysitting the boys and Roddy in or just like you know doing something else like I I really wonder why the heck they haven't gotten Roddy in to babysit the boys they're younger than her and like you know, for example, you know, uh, Lincoln. Lincoln has babysat his, his, uh, Lily and has watched over the little, uh, his, his younger siblings before. Why doesn't, why can't Roddy and babysit? Like, she's literally there, she's literally right there in her room, like, listening to music and doing homework. I mean, I guess that's why, but at the same time, they should actually just do an episode where Roddy Ann and Sid both babysit the boys. Like, that way they don't, they don't have to get, like, Mr. Nakamura to do it or something, or Bobby and Carlota. Like, you could you could do that. But I don't know, maybe they just don't think Roddy is ready, I guess. I mean, after copycat, she's not really that good with kids, honestly. But, uh, but yeah, I kind of want to see what, what that would be like if she actually had to babysit the boys for, like, a day or something. But, but, but back to Babysitter, I think it's a great episode for Bobby and Carlota. It's really fun, and I want to see more episodes like this with the two together paired up. And now we're getting on to the big battle episodes, because both of these episodes tied together as in having two battles together. <clears throat> so the first one is Battle of the Grandpas. When Frida's fun dad comes to visit, Hector tries to win back his grandchildren's attention. Ah, yes, yeah, so the guest star of this episode, Danny Trejo, playing... Danny Trejo. <laughs> and they literally call Grandpa Danny, too. So it's like just Danny Trejo playing Danny Trejo in this episode. And it's really cool that, like, we finally got to see Frida's extended family. Because, again, like, with the Loud House, it took them till season five to finally introduce Liz Senior's dad after always seeing him in flashback form. So seeing that they actually introduced Frida's dad right away, which is weird, though, because Carlos wasn't even in this episode to see his you know, father-in-law, which was really weird why they wanted to put Carlos in this episode. But, um, what do I, I don't have a lot to say on this one, you know, because I, I feel like I should because, again, Danny Trejo is the guest star, and I think he does a really great job in this episode. But, you know, it's a, it's a Hector episode where he feels jealous of, of, of Grandpa Danny. And I feel like, you know, the competition between them is pretty cool, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, when, uh... But when uh, Grandpa Danny does win, and like at the last minute, he's tasked to like do all the stuff with the kids, and he's like, "Man, I can't be a stay-at-home grandpa." It kind of came out of nowhere. It kind of came too fast to where Danny, Grandpa Danny, realized that at the end. I kind of wish they could have built that up more than what they did in the episode with the competition. Like, maybe Grandpa Danny actually does want to try to be a stay-at-home grandpa, but once he does realize it at the end, he realizes that Hector can do it better than him. And it's also weird that, the, like, the kids were just cool with, da with Grandpa Danny, especially Roddy and Bobby just accepting him right away, even though they're not, he's not their grandfather at all. They're, he's uh, Carl, CJ, and Carlitos' grandfather, and Carlota's grandfathers so they're not related to him in this way but 
I don't know. It's like I say, whenever Rodney is not a main focus in the episode, she just kind of goes along with things. So, like, the kids were just like, yeah, Gra Grandpa Danny, he's so cool. Even though we just met him, like, a minute ago, he's our grandfather now. And it's like, no, no, Hector's your grandfather. He's, 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 he's gonna be the best one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say on this one. I think it's just an okay episode, like, nothing really amazing. But it's just cool that they actually, again, with the Casagrandes, they're always extent trying to, build up the Casagrande family by introducing more family members. Like, again, we had Mama Lupe in Mexican Makeover, so now we get to see Frida's dad, which is pretty cool. So that's a wonder if maybe they'll try to do something maybe with Arturo. Like, maybe we'll see Arturo's mother or father or something. But it's really cool that they actually decided to do this. But I don't really think it's a very amazing episode. And if they bring back Grandpa Danny, like maybe a season three, that'll be pretty cool. Like maybe we'll we'll know about Frida's mother or something, or maybe she doesn't have a mom or whatever. But I think it's just a neat idea to bring in more extended family members of the Casagrande to extend on the lore of the family. But to me, it's not really an amazing episode. But they're like hyping this up because against Danny Trejo being the guest star, and I totally understand why they would. And luckily that was good because they wouldn't have to, you know, spoil everything for Precaversary. <laughs> so I could go into that one blind. But yeah, no, I think it's just a nice episode. I don't really think it's amazing, but it's just a, a just an entertaining one that I probably won't go back to. But it's just good for, like, extending the Casa Grande extended family. And yes, finally, folks, we have arrived to Prankiversary. <laughs> at last, you all have been anticipating, waiting for me to talk about Prankiversary. You're all at the edge of your seat like, Sonny, get the Prankiversary! Get the Prankiversary! Here we are, folks! Prankiversary! I'm so excited to finally talk about Prankiversary because I have so many thoughts on this episode. So many thoughts that I've, like, been keeping in my brain for, like, so long that I could finally talk about Prankiversary. So, Prankiversary! Rodian and Lincoln are set for a big day of pranks, and newbie Sid wants to join in on the fun, too. So, yes, this is the this is the next Sid Kid episode, which I guess I would say in the Sid Kid saga of episodes. Like, I don't, know if, I don't know if we add horoscope to that saga, but I guess it's, like, the sequel to the Sid Kid arc or whatever, you know? Like, I don't know what they're going to be doing with that, because if we get another Sid Kid episode, I guess we could call it the Sid Kid saga. But it starts with other mess, and then maybe, you know, and then there's Prankiversary, and then maybe we'll, like, get another one later on down the line, we don't know. But, yes, another Sid Kid episode, of course, you know I'm hyped for, because as, you know, in the episode, Lincoln returns in this episode, which is great. Oh, before I talk about this episode... I literally had a thought to myself. I literally forgot to mention one thing about do the fruit shake and babysitter because I was talking about, when I talk about Prankiversary, Prankiversary is the very first episode with Lincoln involved that is not directed by Miguel. It's directed by the other guy. I forget what his name is. I apologize. <laughs> but yes, this is weird. It's the first Lincoln episode that Lincoln shows up in that Miguel did not direct. I mean, I guess it kind of shows, but I don't want to say that in terms of quality, but it's like, yeah, it, de it definitely has a different vibe that knowing that Miguel did not direct this episode, which is weird. I'm surprised that Miguel wouldn't direct an episode of Lincoln in it because he's directed almost every single episode Lincoln shows up in, except for this one. It's like with a flea market. When Lori shows up at flea market, that's the first episode with Aloud that Miguel didn't direct. So it felt weird that, like, that Miguel didn't direct this one, but he directed Battle of the Grandpas. But the thing is, with Do the Fruit Shake and Babysitter... Miguel finally got his co-executive producer credit. I'm so sorry. I forgot about that. But I wanted to mention on the podcast that it completely slipped my mind. So I want to say 
congratulations, Miguel. You absolutely deserve that because you have been such a, an amazing person to our fandom and to our the show and create like co-creating the Casa Grandes and building this amazing show and the fact that you finally got the credit you deserve on an episode. Because like when I saw do the fruit shake and it said co-executive producer Miguel Puga, I had never seen that before, and I'm like, wait, I, th- did he finally get his credit? He did, and we all are so proud of you. Like, we are so happy you finally did that because you absolutely deserve all the credit in the world for the show, and the fact that you finally get that credit, just congratulations, man, you deserve it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so now let's go jump back into Anniversary. So, yes, of course, this is the big Roddykin Prank War episode, and being the Roddykin expert I am... You would probably think I have a lot of thoughts in terms of the prank war aspect, the prank anniversary aspect of their relationship. Yes, I do. <laughs> so sit back, relax, so just take a little breather, you know, just, I don't know, like, uh, go, like, uh, play video game or you're drawing or something and just sit back and relax because I'm going to pull out the chart. <laughs> so... As you know, I've done a huge, full analysis on the Ryan Kim relationship, episode 10 of my show, and I've, I've connected their entire timeline to where they started out as enemies, and now they're best friends, which, of course, that timeline needs to be uh, updated because there's been certain episodes with them now, so it's a little outdated, but it's still a little bit relevant as I go back to it sometimes. Again, some things are outdated because I didn't know what the future held. Like, I didn't know this episode would even happen. So, yeah, so when I first heard about it, I, of course, I was really, really excited, but I was, like, wondering, what is this prank anniversary and how does it relate to the Roddykin uh, timeline with their relationship? The episode, however, doesn't really explain it the best way possible, because in the beginning, uh, you know, uh, Sid actually finds out about it. Roddykin says, oh, I would love to hang out with you, but Link is uh, visiting from Royal Woods for our prank anniversary. And Sid says, oh, what is that? And Roddykin's like, oh, every year we have a prank war to see who's prank master. She says, every year. Implying that Roddykin and Lincoln have known each other for years, which is not the case, sadly. <laughs> um, Roddykin and Lincoln have only known each other for let's say two years. Some might say a year and a half, but I'm going to say two years because it correlates to the timeline itself and how the Casa Grandes connects to the Loud House. So figuring this out for a second, like how would you say that there's every, every year or something? If Ronnie is saying that Lincoln and her have had this prank anniversary for every year, that would imply they've been friends for years, which is not the case. So saying, let's say, for example, season one, okay, so let's say this. To us, yes, they've been friends for years. Five years to be exact, because five years, meaning five seasons of The Loud House and a spinoff with two seasons of The Cast of Grandes. But in the show itself, time has not passed that long. Because season one, season one, we had, um, to where Rodian was pl- uh, Rodian was pranking Lincoln slash bullying him, and Lincoln did not uh, you know care for Rodian. He didn't think highly of her. And of course, they were kind of like enemies, sort of like Lincoln hated her guts and stuff. Thought she was gross and weird and stuff. But then eventually, in save the date, they both come to an understanding. They both start bonding. Eventually, Lincoln starts to have a little spe- respect for her and like dance dance in April Fool's rules. They start to have a little you know development with their friendship relationship. But then back, but then in season two, but show shock Lincoln is back to square one where he thinks oh Rodian is Rodian she's still like teasing him and doing stuff and yada yada and this is until you know he realizes that 
Roddy and isn't as bad as he, she sees when she sees hit, uh, her with her mother and her brother. And that's when he has the realization that he's had her all wrong. And then into relative chaos, they both are seen as friends again. So... Again, we don't know how exactly this works because again, like with Save the Date and Shell Shock, Lincoln still has that idea of not really seeing Ronnie in a very good light. But then Dance Dance and April Fool's rules seems like they are pretty cool with each other. But then it is until Shell Shock where we get the real true realize realization for Lincoln that he actually does care about Ronnie and, and thinks very highly of her and of course has feelings for her. And then relative chaos, you know, they're seen as friends. And then back out there into City Slickers and so on and so forth. Then to the Casagrandes, they are established as best friends like um <clears throat> like obviously they're established as friends and of course uh Lincoln is the first friend Rodian ever made until Sid until Sid and friended that other mess implies that both Sid and Lincoln are her true are her two best friends um <clears throat> so yeah we do have a clear timeline but then when Precaversary says that they've been doing this every year so let's say for example so in friended so in friended Ronian said that she and her mother and her brother only moved there a few months ago. Let's say, for example, a few months ago was like six months. So that would imply that it's been six months to, uh, from uh, Relative Chaos into Friended, which would be season four of The Loud House. So let's say, for example, uh, the, so if Friended takes place in the Casa Grande universe, which would be tied into season one of The Loud, no, season one of the Casa Grandes, that would be a year. That'd be like one year. And then like with Cursed, Cursed actually takes place in Loud House Season 5, which would be like, let's say four. But then again, in Casa Grande time would only be like a year, year two. So again, it's like, and then like there's Season 2 of Casa Grande's, which is like a year and a half. But let's say for this time, because it's connected to the Loud House, it would be two years. So if Roddy and say her and Lincoln have done this every year, that would imply they've been doing this ever since Shell Shock, and they would have done it like really right away. <laughs> like they would have established this prank anniversary thing literally as soon as they became friends after Shell Shock, and it would be a thing that would have happened between like Relative Chaos and Back Out There and City Slickers and uh, Spice of Love Me. Like all of these episodes would imply that Lincoln and Ronnie have had this prank anniversary since they became friends in season two, which honestly, to me personally, as a Roddy Kid fan, makes no sense. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I agree. That that does not correlate with their timeline whatsoever. Because, like, I feel like that conspiracy theory theory guy where it's like, where does it fit into the timeline? I don't know. Like, you could obviously put the pieces together. Like, if you put in, like, somewhere between season four and five, maybe. Because, again, Roddy and doesn't show up in the Loud House in season four to like, the end. So maybe they establish a prank anniversary then, but still tied into Castagrande season one, which is connected to be one year. So if Roddy is saying every year, she's implying two years, which is, like, not really every year. It, I, I feel like if she would have worded it better, if, like, whoever wrote this episode didn't think that these two have been friends for years, like, again, saying that it's been five years when it's really not been five years in the canon timeline, Rodian would have said, like, oh, we started this prank anniversary, and now every year we're gonna try to see who's, who's prank master. Not every year we're gonna see who's gonna be a uh, prank master. Because, again, now you're saying they've been friends for years, but in reality, it's one and a half years to two years, which is not even that long. You know, but again, I like that they're implying that Roddy and Lincoln have been friends for years because 
because again they have they've had the longer friendship compared to her and Sid. But if they were to do something like this with Sid and Ronnie Ann, or like maybe they imply like a K-pop anniversary with them, and Ronnie Ann has said every year me and Sid like listen to K-pop, then that would be even more questionable as to how long Sid and Sid and Ronnie Ann have been friends because they they've only been friends for. Now it's only been a year, so that would be a little more confusing. But, like, to me, them saying Lincoln and Ronnie have had this prank anniversary for years, to me, implies that they know that Lincoln and Ronnie have had a longer friendship, which to me makes sense, but also doesn't make sense in the context. There could have been a better way to word it than that he did, but I do like that they actually have this prank anniversary. It's something that they bonded over because yeah, Rodian actually started out as pranky Lincoln, as kind of bullying, teasing him. But now that they're friends, they do this whole you know friendly competition between each other. Like they're seeing who's the better prankster. And I know a lot of people have said this, and and I disagree on it hardly. Is that they're saying like, oh. Lincoln can't be a prankster. That's what Wan's saying. Like, I can't see him being a prankster. However, in the context of the April Fool's episodes, Lincoln can be a prankster. Because, like, in Fool's Paradise, for example, him and Lynn Sr. and the family team up to get back a, get, get back of Wan and use her pranks against her. And in Fool... And, is it Fool's Paradise? Yeah. And in Fool Me Twice, they actually do trick uh, Wan into thinking they're moving away. Exactly the same way as as Sid ha did prank uh, or uh, the, the same way that Sid fooled uh, Roddy and Lincoln into thinking that she was eaten by a snake. Which you think Lincoln would actually see through that since he had to use the same kind of thing with Wan, but you know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, so I totally believe that Lincoln could be a prankster. And in the beginning, when Lincoln shows up to the Casagrande house, he at the Casagrandes, he actually uses the same prank that Rodian used on him in Back Out There, the pie in the box. It's literally the same prank. It has the box, and the pie shoots out of it. It almost hits her. That's the exact same prank that she used on him in Back Out There. So I totally believe that with Lincoln, like, you know, Lincoln, he is interested in all kinds of things. And I think, you know, like, like Sid, for example, who gets interested in Rodian's things, I think because Rodian loves pranks and Lincoln obviously knows a lot of pranks thanks to his sister Wan and just learning a lot from Ronnie Ann he actually started embracing pranks and started doing it with her because he loves spending time with her so they found a way to have something they have in common with each other and do this prank anniversary like a friend anniversary kind of thing and it means so much to them to where Ronnie Ann you know even though Sid wanted to do something with her Rodian's like, oh, I, I'd love to, but we have this prank anniversary go on, going on between me and Lincoln. It means a lot to us. And, like, um, the scene where Sid actually wants to get involved, Rodian says to her, well, you know, Link Lincoln and I have been doing this for a while. We're kind of like pros. Like, I love that in this episode, Rodian and Lincoln are actually on the same level in terms of being pranksters. Like, Rodian doesn't think she's better than him. He, she actually has a lot of respect for Lincoln as a prankster. Like, there's the scene where uh, Lincoln is, like, raising up the, sp the spaghetti thing. Like, the, sp the spaghetti prank he's gonna do in the Mercado. Which, <laughs> I made a joke about this, and we were talking about it before when the episode came out, is, like, during the whole, like, Sidani scenes where Sid is, like, screwing things up, we all imagined that Sid was just sitting there, or oh, not Sid, uh, Lincoln was just sitting in the Mercado, like, menacingly, just waiting for Ronnie to come in. Like, he was just sitting there the whole time. We're like, where's Lincoln during all this? He's just sitting in the Mercado, like, mm, yes, excellent, she'll open the door. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's how I imagine it going. But, like, like during that scene, she's uh, watching him on the camera, and she's like, Oh, hey, Link, trying to booby trap the Mercado, huh? Pretty smart. You know what wasn't smart? Leaving your backpack. Like, she, like, again, she compliments his prank. Like, she has, like, she's not 
thinking less of him. She doesn't think she's better than him. She actually thinks of him very highly in that in that regard. And what I love about this episode too, again, we're talking about the Roddy kid stuff, I know, is that <laughs> it's me, okay? I It's my podcast. I can do whatever I want. In this episode, like, I've counted at least eight times where Roddy Ann says Lincoln as Link. She calls Lincoln Link a bunch of times in this episode. More than she prob- more than she's called him Link in various other episodes. Like in Horoscope. And they save uh, the Link for the end, which is absolutely adorable. Like, again, she, says, she just says Lincoln throughout the episode. But then the end is like, hey, Link. It's like, oh, yes. Or even in uh, Cursed. In Cursed, when Lincoln uh, runs and opens the door, she says, hey, Link. And that's it. But like in, uh, or in, other, but in other Mess. Other Mess, she just refers to Sid and Lincoln as... You know, Lincoln. And then, like, in this episode, when, uh, Sid is, uh, asking about the prank anniversary, I apologize. <laughs> Something in my mouth. Uh, Roddy Ann is like, oh, Lincoln's visiting from Royal Woods. And then once, uh, Sid finds out that she can't really be involved in the prank anniversary, she shifts to Link and I. So she says it's Link. And then throughout the episode, like, when she's doing the prank, she's like, Link will do this, or, or Link has to go to the bathroom sometime, or, like, Link will freak out over this dino explosion, or, like, when they're actually gonna go and, um, you know, uh, uh, save Sid, she's like, come on, Link, let's go. Like, she... Or, like, the scene where Lincoln and Ronnie are just, like, hiding in the bushes. She's like, you can't hide forever, Link. You come out first. <laughs> like, she calls him Link, like, a bunch of times in this episode. It's crazy. Like, she's using her nickname for him to refer to him a bunch of times. I think it's wonderful. Like, I know in, in, previous, ep- in previous things, like, his sisters would call him Link. Or his friends would call him Link. But there's something about Ronnie and calling him Link that's just so adorable and so precious. Like, that's development from her. Because, like, you know, she used to call him Lamo back in the day. But now that she has respect for him, she switched to Link. And every time she calls him Link, it's just so precious. It's like, ah, sure, she has a nickname for him. It's so cute. I know. And, but it's, like, great, too, because she refers to him as Link as she's ref- talking to Sid about him. Like, like she says her nickname to Sid, like when she's referring to Lincoln as Link, and when she's talking about him, that's so great. Like she's so comfortable saying Link around Sid. I think it's wonderful. I don't know. I just that's really great character development. Like it's so like it's something that you really don't really, like. A lot of people would probably never notice, but I noticed it right away where she's calling him Link throughout that entire segment where she's pulling, where she's you know setting up the pranks. It's like she's calling him Link. She's so soft. It's like, she's so soft around him now. It's so precious. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, oh, oh. And of course, as we tie into the whole thing with the Sid uh, aspect of this episode, Ryan and Lincoln are basically parents in this episode. Like, when they confront Sid about Sid messing up all of the pranks, they actually, like, just have big, like, parent energy like when when Ronnie is talking about like how you know Sid has all these crazy ideas but you can't be a prank master right away when Ronnie turns to Lincoln he actually shakes his head in disappointment like he has the big disappointing dad vibes there it's great like and I love again like in this episode they're both on the same level because with Ronnie and Lincoln, we don't really get to see a lot of how they would act as friends in episodes. Like, you know, with Horoscope. Horoscope is the one-sided ship bait episode where Ronnie is thinking that Lincoln's in love with her with all his little signs and hints and stuff. And of course, you know, like, they're still obviously best friends. But it's, like, super one-sided because Ronnie wants to kind of avoid Lincoln and thinking he's in love with her. Or in other mess where it's, a, you know, equal to, you know, Ronnie and Sid. No, uh, Lincoln and Sid being Ronnie's best friends. Or, you know, curse, like... 
or you know curse like with curse like they have little Roddy Kim moments here and there where they're kind of on the same level and working together but it's mostly just cute little moments in the background and of course like you know, the, the scene, as my friend would call it, the big uh, dramatic scene with them. But I like in this episode, excuse me, but I like in this episode, they're kind of on the same level as, like, being equals to each other. And I like this little, like, moment with, like, after they confront Sid, Roddy enters the Lincoln and she's like, you think we're being too harsh on her? And, and Lincoln's like, could not have been worse than being pummeled by mangoes. And it's just, those are little moments I want to see between Lincoln and Roddy and as friends. Just having casual conversation with each other. Like, I can't be remiss without talking about the beginning. The beginning where Lincoln just shows up. Okay, so... Also bad at explaining things this episode, Lincoln just shows up in the city with no explanation whatsoever. They don't even explain how he gets there. It's just like, oh, Lincoln's busy for Royal Woods. We don't really need to explain it. We don't know how he gets there. It's fine. Like, maybe Lori took him because Bobby wasn't in the Mercado. Like, if Bobby found out that, that Lincoln was booby-trapping the Mercado, he'd be pissed. <laughs> Uh, but it's like maybe Lori took him there, maybe uh, Rita or Lynn Seeger took him there, cause like you know in um in horoscope Rita dropped him off cause she had a meeting in the city, or in Casa Christmas where they all show up together because the Manzilla broke down in quotation marks, or other mess like we don't know how they got there in other mess. I assume because like Dairyland is closer to where Lincoln lives, he got there better, but we don't know how Roddy and Sid showed up at Dairyland, so I don't know. But like here, he just shows up, just pops up like, hey! <laughs> it's like, uh, are you are you not gonna explain how Lincoln just shows up in the city? Nah, okay. It's like, yeah, you don't need, we don't need to explain that. We know why you're here. We do wanna see Roddy kid, it's cool. Like again, that whole scene where like, um, where Lincoln shows up with a prank, and she's like, uh, nice, and, and, like, the mustache and glasses, so great, and she's like, nice try, Lincoln, and pulls out the mustache, and then when he, like, he pulls off his sunglasses and reveals himself and makes that big grin, and, like, his little, his, his, his eyebrows wiggle a little bit, like, that's one of my favorite moments of their, like, any, that's one of my favorite Roddy Kim moments, like, ever. Just, like, it's so cute. She's, like, she just knows it's Lincoln, and then when he's revealed, he just smiles at her. It's so cute. Like, it's just so adorable. And, like, <laughs> and, like, the scene where, like, Lincoln's finding out about her little, um, her little, like, uh, four trick. He's like, the faulty four trick? What is this? Amateur hour? And he, like, gr like grins at her and she, like, just looks like she's so dumb with him. It's so great. Like, and then, like, the whole, like, the smirking scene where they, like, that, the glaring scene where they look at each other and it's, like, just kiss now. And he's like, I'm just gonna put my stuff down in your room. You do that. And he, like, slides away still looking at her. Like, dude, that's what I want to see from their relationship. Like, that stuff is so great. And I'm so upset we didn't get to see a lot of the prank war in this episode. You think an episode called Prank Anniversary would have a lot to do with their prank war, and sadly it doesn't. It doesn't because this episode isn't really about them. <laughs> I, I know I'm painting this episode as if, if it's about them, but I'm getting all the ride kid stuff out of the way I want to talk about because most of this episode is actually a state episode disguise. You know, it, it actually is. But, um, well, I'm trying to think of what else I want to talk about in terms of Roddy Kid. But, like, yeah, that scene, that whole opening scene with them is so great. Like, I love that dynamic and I want to see more of it in the show. Just them having a friendly competition. It's like, they're legit flirty with each other. It's so great. Like, again, my pinned, my pinned tweet on my Twitter is that scene where she pulls off the mustache and he reveals himself to her in that big grin. Like, come on. 
they're 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 so in love with each other come on <laughs> it's so great it's like oh i love these two so much oh my gosh yeah like you know, again, it's a Sadati Kid episode, but when I get to see little Roddy Kid moments like this, like, it just shows, like, their friendship relationship has developed so much to where they, just, they can just have, like, friendly banter with each other like this, where they're, like, legit flirty with each other without realizing it. It's great. But it's just kind of sad that, like, they established this prank anniversary with this big prank war, and by the time that Sid leaves, we actually see them doing the prank war, they're not even doing anything. <laughs> they're just kind of staring at each other, like, just, just looking at each other in anger, like, do something, you do something, and then they don't. It's, it's kind of disappointing, honestly. Because again, like with this episode, it is basically painted as a Sid episode because Sid is the one that wants to join the prank anniversary. She does help Roddy in with some of the pranks, but she does goof it up a bit, and she's just trying to help which, you know, I totally understand, but she is kind of getting in the way, which I don't want to say because I love Sidani Kid, but we all agree Sid was kind of messing things up, and we, we she was kind of getting in the way of the prank anniversary, which I kind of agree on Sergio's part. <laughs> I do love when she's like, wrecking the prank anniversary, Ronnie and Lincoln go, Sergio! Like, they're so on, so on the same level, it's great. But... What I love about this episode, and it definitely reminds me of Zoomergency, is how well they're fleshing out Sid as a character. Because again, like, I don't like to, to say she's defined by her relationship with, with Roddy Ann, but most of the time when she's when she has an episode, she's with Roddy Ann as a Sidani episode. So with Zoomergency, for example, they didn't have Roddy Ann contribute that much to Sid's first focus episode on her own, and she actually figured things out on her own and was actually her own character. And this episode, she actually starts to feel left out, because she wants to contribute to the prank anniversary and Roddy and Lincoln actually let her join in like they're not actually against her or anything like Roddy does want to tell her that this is this is her and Lincoln's thing but she doesn't want to let Sid feel left out but it isn't until they start messing up the pranks and stuff that they actually have to tell her like we have to stop this because like you have good ideas, but they're just kind of crazy. Like, that whole scene where they confront Sid reminds me of the scene in Zoomergency, where her parents are talking about how zany her ideas is, how zany her ideas are, and she actually breaks down and cries. And in this scene, they handled it so well. Like, you could tell that Sid, deep down, was really breaking. Like, she's like, oh, no, I just, you know, I just didn't want to get in your guys way and stuff like I'll just go to the zoo like you could tell how broken she is and like at the scene at the zoo she's like uh venting and she's like Roddy and Lincoln think they're pros if I can't keep up with them maybe they can't keep up with me like this episode secretly implies that Sid is actually kind of jealous of what Roddy and Lincoln have because again Roddy and Lincoln have known each other Four years, I'm going to say in quotation marks because the show says that. But yes, Roddy and Lincoln have known each other longer. And Lincoln was Roddy and first friend before Sid came along. And Sid and Roddy have only been best friends for like a year or so. So it would make sense for Sid to actually feel kind of jealous of Lincoln or what Roddy and Lincoln have. Since they know each other the longest. But I also feel like that Lincoln might be secretly jealous of Sid and Roddy. And since they do everything together. And Lincoln only gets opportunities to see Roddy and when he can. But again, in this episode, he could just pop up, whatever. How come, Ro how come, Loud House, you can't do that? Like they, Casa Grande doesn't need to explain how Lincoln can show up in the city. He's just there. We know he's there. It's cool. Why can't you do that with Roddy and? Come on, season five. At least have Roddy and have a cameo eventually. You know she could show up in an episode when she can. If, if Casa Grande can do it, Loud House can. I'm sorry, but back to Sid. But no, I just I really like how. 
Again, this season's all about fleshing out Sid as a character, and I really, really like that. I really like that she has layers. So seeing her kind of jealous of Ronnie and Lincoln, and seeing that she actually, you know, tries to one-up them, like, her her prank was so well done. Like, I honestly believe that she was in trouble. <laughs> and when they actually found that was all a hoax, I was like, dang, Sid, you just got changed. Like, good job, Sid. Like, she proved to her, she proved to them that she could be on their level. And I think that's really great. And now the prank anniversary is something that all three of them can share. And I really want this to be like a saga in the show. Like, Roddy and Lincoln versus Sid and Adelaide. Oh, man, that'd be amazing for the next uh, prank anniversary. If this is going to be their version of, like, the April Fool's episode, I would love that. Like, if you're, if, if they actually do do that. But I would love to see that. Like, because again, my I first thought that this episode was going to be Roddy and Lincoln work together to prank everybody in the building and then Sid was going to, you know, want to get involved so they, so they teach her versus this where it's like they have a prank war they're against each other but then we don't get to see it much in the episode and it's actually a Sid focus, focus episode in disguise. <laughs> like, you know, I, I maybe some people are like, well, are you disappointed that this, this wasn't a really a Roddy kid episode? Kind of, but not really. I think because I like Sidonikin, you know, if if they're going to do episodes with the three of them, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to uh, be against it. Absolutely not. Because I think that their three way friendship is absolutely wonderful. Like I love the fact that you know Roddy and sees Lincoln and Sid as both her best friends, and they've developed this three way friendship between the three. I think it's wonderful. I would never be against that at all. But I am kind of disappointed in the fact that they did paint this as a Roddy Kid episode and we didn't get to see the prank war between them much. Like, we just saw Sid, uh, you know, trick them. And again, that's wonderful. That's awesome. And just seeing, like, to see, like, Adelaide next to Lincoln feels so weird to me. <laughs> like, it's so cool. We finally got to see Adelaide and Lincoln in the same scene together, but it just felt so odd to me, you know? Like, it's like, whoa, Adelaide and Lincoln for the first time in the show? That's so that's so crazy. It's like how the first time we saw Sid and Lincoln on screen, it's like, whoa, okay. And like, oh my gosh, that scene, that scene where, like, Lincoln, like, Lincoln, Adelaide, and Roddy, and we're about to go with the reptile uh, thing, and Lincoln goes, reptile enclosure? No, thank you. <laughs> Like, it's, what, what, wait, is Lincoln, is Lincoln afraid of reptiles? Is this, like, a new thing they're gonna establish in the, in the Loud House? Has Lincoln always been scared of reptiles? Like, I think I get it because, again, like, you don't know what kind of big reptiles will be in this enclosure, but at the same time, Lincoln, don't you have a sister that has pet snakes and reptiles and stuff? Why would you be scared of reptiles? I don't know, it was, like, a weird thing, but, yeah, no, everything in the reptile enclosure, like, again, was great. And seeing Sid and Adelaide work together was awesome. Because again, like, we never see Sid and Adelaide as sisters. So see, like, Adelaide go up with Sid's plan to, like, trick Ronnie and Lincoln into thinking that she was, you know, eaten alive was great. Like, I want to see a whole episode of Ronnie and Lincoln versus Sid and Adelaide. Like, or even, like, in the background, that'd be cool. But, like, back to the whole thing where I'm thinking, like, or people are saying, like, oh, you're not, you're, you're upset this is, this was a Ronnie kid episode. Again, I'm not really upset about it. Like, yes, I do really want just a Roddy Kid episode in the future, and I hope maybe Loud House will deliver on that, where Roddy finally visits Royal Woods for the first time. But again, we have Horoscope, which is great. I mean, it's a top-tier episode. I mean, I was hoping Pregaversary would beat that episode for me, and it still doesn't, because there are a lot of problems this episode. A lot of, like, again, like, Sid gets upset over Roddy and Lincoln, you know, leaving her out. At the same time, it's like, but they didn't. You know, they, they wanted her to be included. It's just, like, she was messing things up. You can't really 
you can't really be mad at that. She was messing things up. It's not her fault, though, but, you know. But, and also, again, like, I really wanted to see more of the prank war between Lincoln and Rania, since, it's, again, this is established as their thing, but maybe they'll finally do a, maybe they'll do a follow-up episode where we actually do get to see a prank war between Rania and Lincoln and Adelaide and Sid, which would be really cool. But, um... But I really do like this episode. Like, despite its problems, despite a lot of, like, again, like, a lot of bad, like, not, I want to say bad, right? Like, I, I want to say, like, despite all the bad explanations, like, a lot of the stuff that is kind of confusing, a lot of stuff you need to think about in terms of the timeline with Rodikin, or again, the Sadi kid stuff, and all, and, and a lot of convoluted stuff in this episode. I still think it's a great episode. Like, I would definitely put it below Horoscope and above Other Mess. Like, a lot of people said Other Mess is the better episode. I disagree really, really hardly. I think this is the better episode. Mainly because we get a lot more Sidani Kid in this episode than Other Mess. We don't get Sidani Kid until, like, the last minute. We get a bunch of scenes with them in this episode. Like, the confronting scene with Roddy and Lincoln and Sid is so great. Like, I love that scene. It's it's so impactful for their three-way friendship. And I think it's a really wonderful episode. Like, again, I know a lot of people said this Why? um... Like, they're probably thinking, like, oh, well, Lincoln, Lincoln didn't get a lot of uh, dialogue this episode. Yeah, I do agree on that. Lincoln did not get a lot of dialogue this episode, especially the ending where, like, Rodian was speaking for him. I don't know why they didn't give him a lot of dialogue in this episode, especially the ending, but I still think it's a really great episode. I don't know. I think it's a really, really top-tier episode for me. I think it's so great. Like, there's just so many things I love about it. Like... I don't know how to describe it as, like, a beautiful disaster or something, because, like, there are so many things I should hate about this episode in terms of, like, it wasn't a Roddy Kid episode, a lot of Sidani took over, the implications of them being friends for years, which messes up the entire Roddy Kid timeline for me, but don't worry, I will figure it out. <laughs> I'm still figuring out where does it fall into the timeline, but... I think it's a really great episode. I think it's one of my favorites, but I, I think it's way better than Utter Mess, honestly. Even though Utter Mess, I love it as the Roddy and Bisexual Vibes episode, I just think it's the better episode, honestly. Maybe because, again, my Roddy Kid bias, I just love that whole opening scene with them just, like, being flirty and stuff. I think it's so great. I want to see more of it, you know? But I also love the Sid aspect of the episode, her being the focus of being, of feeling left out of the Sidani kid relationship. Because, again, like, other mess. Other mess was Roddy Ann and how she viewed uh, Sid and Lincoln as both her best friends, and she would have felt horrible if she had to choose between them and didn't want to choose between them and stuff. Whereas here, Sid is actually feeling left out between the Lincoln and Ronnie and friendship that they've had for years. So I feel like if they're going to do another Sidani Kid episode in the future, like in season three, it has to focus on Lincoln then, right? So to make the saga complete, is that Lincoln has to be the focus of the Sidani Kid relationship, and they're, they're going to do that again. But yeah, this episode was, was definitely a... a, a a sit episode in disguise but i still think it works so great like i just think it's a wonderful episode i mean i will i will never say no to an episode that features my ship in it you know my my two ships i would say roddy kid as my ship and this roddy kid the, the ot3 like i would never say no to seeing these three together or seeing roddy kid in general like i just think it's a wonderful episode and i'm trying to think what else to say about it because there's just so much I could talk about with this episode, but I'm trying, but like, my thoughts are just running low. <laughs> I'm running low on energy, but it's, I think it's just a wonderful episode, and I think everybody should, ch should check it out, because I think it's a great addition to, you know, like, 
the aspect of Lincoln coming to the Casa Grandes. Again, Lincoln has showed up five times in the Casa Grandes, equal to season one and season two. Lori's only showed up like twice or three times if you count the cameo of Casa Grande Christmas. Okay, Casa Grande Christmas, Christmas does count because I'm counting that one. But Lincoln showed up three times in season three as like, okay, cameo in Casa Grande Christmas, I guess sort of major role slash cameo and other mess, and then major role here in Prankiversary. And again, like, I like that they just let Lincoln show up in the Casa Grandes. Like, I know they should have explained how we showed up in the beginning. They should have gave a better explanation. But I just like that they just they just let him come because Roddy and Lincoln have this very close friendship that needs to, to develop and continue into both shows. Like, Loud House just wants to ignore Roddy like she's nothing. But Casa Grandes, you know, Miguel is like, don't worry, guys, I got you. Even though Miguel did not direct this episode. But... But, you know, he's still like, I got you guys, you know, I'll let Lincoln come into the show and you can get more Roddykin stuff, like, them as your know, best friends or whatever you view them as, like, I just think it's great that they just let Lincoln come in and, like, he has, you know, again, his developing friendship with Roddy, but also developed a friendship with Sid, and they have this three-way friendship, I think it's great, because again, like, they didn't forget about Roddy and Lincoln's relationship, you know, like, in the Casa Grandes, they could've just forgot about it. You know, they could've just done Horoscope, and they could've just done Cursed, and that's, like, one or two done, and, like, a one and done, basically. Like, okay, we could just do one Lincoln cameo, that's fine, you know, the fans will be happy. But no, they decided that, like, in season two, we could have other mess where it's, like, Roddy and choose between Lincoln and Sid for the day, and then Prankiversary, we could establish that Roddy and Lincoln have this you know, this friendiversary, prankiversary thing they do every year where they share something together and, like, Sid could join in and they, they all are friends and stuff. I don't know. I think that's awesome. You know, like, I, I, I feel like people are saying, like, oh, it's just to promote both shows as crossover. But you gotta consider the the history of Lincoln and Roddy and. This is not just, like, a promotional marketing strategy thing they're doing like they could have just done that in a way if Roddy wasn't established already in the Loud House as one of Lincoln's best friends slash potential love interests they've had so much history together so like if they would have not done anything in the Casa Grandes and forgot that that then their relationship would be erased from existence and wouldn't matter unless Loud House finally established it and doesn't like reduce Roddy into one cameo but the Casa Grandes said nope we got you guys and we're still gonna develop the Roddy Kim relationship in that way and I think that's great you know I think it's wonderful that Lincoln can just show up whenever he can just to hang out with Roddy and spend time with her and even spend time with Sid and they all can just hang out together I think that's a great way to go about it than just forgetting their friendship ever existed or that their friendship doesn't matter no because like again in this episode Roddy is, is excited about Lincoln visiting for their prank anniversary this means a whole lot to them this is something special to them to their friendship so I think it's just wonderful they established that even though again it doesn't make sense in the context of we've done this every year but I still think it's wonderful and I can figure out where I can put in the timeline but again uh you know saying this as a Sid episode and a, a Roddy Kid episode or just a Snotty Kid episode in general I love this episode. I just can't gush about it enough. And I know I've been rambling about Roddy Kin, but again, I'm the, I'm the Roddy Kin expert, so I have to, like, analyze their friendship and their relationship versus, like, the Sid aspect of it, even though it is clearly a Sid episode in disguise. And I also really like what they do with Sid in this episode and how, again, this is the first time... Sorry, I, I, I forgot to mention. This is the first time that Sid actually got upset at Roddy and specifically. Like, again, in the show... Like, two of clubs, for example. Two of clubs, they were upset 
not at each other, but because they were upset they couldn't do the same club together, and they were disappointed that they couldn't spend time together. Versus here, where Sid feels left out of the Lincoln and Ronnie and prank anniversary, that Sid is actually upset and mad at Ronnie, and specifically. Like, it's something different from Sid, who, again, you know, she loves uh, Ronnie and their best friends, but Sid is upset over the fact that Roddy and Lincoln think they're pros and she feels left out. Because I feel like, again, she's kind of jealous of what Roddy and Lincoln have. And, you know, Roddy does care a lot about Sid because when Adelaide comes to, uh, you know, warn her that Sid is in trouble, of course, Roddy is always up to save Sid because she is her best friend and stuff. But, again, it's like, I really do like that Sid was actually the one that was kind of upset at Roddy for the first time in the show. And, again, it shows that Sid has a lot more layers than just being Roddy yes man. It can be upset at her at times and stuff but yeah no I really love this episode and also okay one more one more thought I apologize but like this is the first episode of the Casa Grandes that I can think of that isn't just Sidani where none of the Casa Grande members show up except for Sergio and Rosa that's it. Like, Rosa shows up for one scene, like, because they establish, like, if you prank Rosa, then you're, you're basically wanting a death wish. And when Sid messes up the pranks, Rosa gets hit. It's like, no more pranks in my house, which, I mean, it was a good payoff, but not really the best payoff. But again, that's just one scene. Sergio is the only family member that actually contributes to the episode. And then it's like, just Sid in Adelaide. It feels so weird to me, you know? Because, like, when, when Lincoln showed up at Horoscope, Rosa contributed a lot to the episode. And we also saw, like, Hector. And we saw the whole family at the end. We saw Sid. We saw a bunch of the family members and background characters show up. So a lot of them contribute to the episode. The other mess, Carl's in the episode a lot with Ronnie Ann. Rosa shows up for a bit to help with advice and stuff. And, of course, like, you know, Sid and Lincoln and so on and so forth and background characters and stuff. This feels like the first episode where Lincoln... And, of course, Curse being the big crossover episode. And But then, like, with this episode... They actually kept the focus on the three friends where they didn't have to have the whole family show up or contribute at all or anything besides again Rosa just showing up for like one scene. And again, like we just had we had three friends, we had Adelaide and Sergio. It feels nice to have a very contained episode. Like it feels very just focused on these characters you don't really need to have any side stuff or have any of the Casa Grande fam family members show up besides against Sergio but I think like I shouldn't be really positive on Sergio being in the episode but I think he works in the episode just because I think you know him being the scorekeeper and him being the voice of reason is funny but again like just having Sid, Roddy, and Lincoln to Adelaide it works like it absolutely works I like that that just contained focus because, like, in Two Clubs, for example, it only, it, like, that episode with Sidani, it just stays focused on school and on the two friends. So, I really do like that it's a self-contained focus episode on the three. And it works really well. And I love that. So, I, I just, I, and I really noticed that whenever Lincoln shows up in the episode, Rosa and Sergio are the only two uh, characters that show up the most. Like, in other, like, in Horoscope, it's Rosa and Sergio. Other mess, um, this, this, heck. Does Sergio show up in other mess? I'll have to think about that. Oh wait, he does, right? Yes, he does. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Yes, he's he's the one that tells Roddy and wait, didn't you promise to take Lincoln? Right. Totally forgot about that. Yeah, and then and then of course it curse, and then of course in this episode. So 
Rosa and Sergio may be tied in with the whole Roddy Ken aspect. I might have to think about that for a second. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, again, like, I, I should just wrap this up real quick. Uh, Prankiversary, a wonderful episode. I absolutely love it. I think it's way better than other mess, honestly. Because if I were to rank it, not including Curse, I'm not going to include Curse because it's special. If I were to rank it with Lincoln's uh, appearances, like, full focus appearance at just a cameo, like in Casa Christmas, I would say it's Horoscope, Prank Anniversary, Other Mess, in that order specifically. I, I guess that is the Sadati Kid saga. Because there is Sadati Kid at Horoscope, and there's Sadati Kid at Other Mess, and there's Sadati Kid here, so I guess that is the Sadati Kid um, saga. So maybe they do another Sadati Kid episode, it might uh, beat Horoscope. Like, I was really hoping this episode would beat Horoscope for me, but Horoscope's such a perfect episode that nothing can beat it yet. I'm still waiting. I, I want to see if Castagrandes will finally make an episode that will beat Horoscope for me. But it's the Roddy Kid episode. I think it's a perfect episode, even though there's a lot of things that are cringy about it. I still think it's a very perfect episode, and I wish Prank Anniversary could have beat that episode, but it didn't turn out to be the episode I really wanted, but I still love this episode. I think it's so great, and everybody should watch it. It's so amazing, and I can't stop talking about it. I think it's just a great episode, and yeah, uh, I'm done now. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, but yeah, I need to rant about Prank Anniversary because I absolutely love the episode. <clears throat> so yeah, that's all the Casa Grande episodes that came out in June. So thank you all for listening, and of course, I, I apologize for my big anniversary rant, but I had so much to say about the episode that I've been wanting to say about for a long time, and I'm so happy I finally got to talk about anniversary because I love this episode so much. So if you have any questions about the podcast or want to discuss the podcast with me, you can contact me over at Clips on Twitter or at the podcast at Twitter, Casa Loud Chats. And again, the next time we'll see you is July 16th for the two Loud House Music Luna-related episodes and the big uh, music uh, special for the Casa Grande's Operation Popstar. So that'll be the next time we'll see you during this month for the Loud House and the Casa Grande to talk about new episodes. And I promise I will have a regular schedule coming out. As June, I was super busy, but now I'll be back to talk about stuff with this podcast and keep going with the podcast so thank you all for still supporting me even though i took a little break during june but yeah the next time we'll see you is july 16th for those two for those big music related episodes for the loud house and the casa grandes so again we'll see you all next time on casa loud chat